Welcome to Be The One. Be The One. It only takes one person to understand. Will you be that one for someone? Original Music Grow is by Kelly Fitzgerald. I'm Erin. And I'm Vani. And let's get started. I think that it's very important that we begin today, you know, talking about what everybody else is talking about, and that's the coronavirus and how it's affecting us. Um, But I feel that one topic of conversation within the coronavirus community is mental health and what's happening and anxiety, depression is at an all-time high. Resources are now limited, and we need to really stand together and help each other. It's really important right now because with this fear of of the future, this fear of the unknown, that is definitely exacerbating a lot of people's uh, anxiety and depression. I know even for myself, you know, I'm in a a relatively secure job, as, as some people are, and I know there's a lot of people who are not, who are furloughed right now or getting laid off. And even for me, Um, I can feel that anxiety and that depression kind of bubbling up just a little bit. So it's, I think, going to be great for us today, Vani, to kind of go over and just discuss what it looks like if you're starting to feel that anxiety and depression bubble up, what it's going to look like in other people, and then kind of ways we can mitigate it. Because, you know, you see all these billboards out there, it's stay healthy, stay safe, that's not just on the the physical cleanliness side, that's also on the mental health side. We really need to stay healthy and stay safe on the mental side. So let's get started with just uh, what people can kind of look out for as as this coronavirus goes on. Well, I feel that, you know, there's so many things that we need to to look out for. I feel that with so many of us being in fear, and I, I almost feel at this point that fear is more of an issue than the virus itself within a day-to-day life. Yes. Because so many of us are still, we're still taping a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still distancing ourselves. We're still going to the grocery store if we need toilet paper, if we can find it. We did an elbow bump today yep. as we, we met. No we shaking did. hands or hugs. Nope. And we have our um, Clorox bleach wipes right next to us so we can wipe down down everything. But there are so many people out there that have lost their jobs, that have had to take pay cuts. Um, there's students that are missing out on things that they that we're, they worked so hard for, graduations, mm-hmm. senior parties, um, so many different things. So I think that one of the things that we really need to focus on is fear and, and fear itself. Because when we look at fear and we look at depression and anxiety, Fear is what is causing it. So how do we reduce fear and how do we reduce the anxiety and depression that come along with it? Um, Especially for those who have lost their jobs. Again, being furloughed. So maybe you still have your job and you, you have medical, but you're not getting paid. You're at zero hours. Or for people who are on unemployment now. And of course, unemployment has jumped tremendously in the past uh, couple of weeks and getting unemployment is even harder. So let's start there. I mean, that fear of the unknown, where's that next paycheck coming from? Um, How am I going to handle my finances? What's going to happen? 
you know, right now, as of today, when we're recording, the, the federal government is talking about giving everybody $1,000, $1,200, but how far is that going to take someone who's pulling in no other income? To me, if you're dealing with that fear, it, it's, the, it's that feeling of lack of control. So I, I don't know where my money's coming from. So I would think, and I believe that if you assert what control you can in a positive manner, because in an instance like this, the need for con- control can go one of two directions. You can actually start to control those things that you can control and do what you can, or, and this happens a lot with, with anxiety and, and people with like general anxiety disorder is it can lead just to kind of like an anger, whether that's an anger at somebody else an anger at the world, anger at self, Anger, you know, as anxiety comes up, anger comes up because that anger is is that part of us that wants to take control of everything. So I think it's really important to be mindful of sensing where you're at in, in that ladder of control. Like, am I getting really angry all the time at my kids, a spouse, a loved one, just other people? If you're able to to recognize that, then you can say, okay, this is my fear this is my anxiety and my anger is rising to meet that. And then kind of coming around and trying to, to work with some coping mechanisms, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, to bring that anger down. Now, as far as what you can control, you know, this is a time where honestly every every penny counts, every dollar counts. So if you're sitting at home, uh, if you're working from home, this is the perfect time to go back through your financial budget and get rid of that stuff that you just absolutely don't need. Whether it's like, you know, you've got six streaming services, you're spending $120 a month on streaming services, cut those down to two or three. You know, if you've got any other kind of subscriptions that you just absolutely don't need, go ahead and cut those out of your life for right now. It's not necessarily going to be forever. This is a bit of control that you can exercise over your life right now, I think, to really kind of help tamp down that fear. I mean, is it going to eliminate it? Of course not. I'm not saying that cutting Netflix out of your life and saying, okay, I saved $12 a month is going to make it all better. But it is something that you can do right now to take control. Mm-hmm. And then what are the other things that we can do to erase that that fear? That's a really difficult question because I think that we have to determine, you know, how serious is this fear? You know, am I afraid like everybody else? Yes. Um, Am I, have I been through anything like this before? No. But our country has had crisis before. Yes. And our country has had situations that have our 401ks drop in half. Um. So I'm going to really believe and take control of that fear and take it one day at a time by saying, you know what, we got through this before Mm -hmm. and we're going to get through this again. And what we have to do right now is like you said, you know, go do a financial, um, go through it and see where your budgets are, see where we can cut down, see where we can do that. But I think that it's, it's really those people that are drowning in their fear. And the people that are drowning in their fear that are having suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. that are feeling like there's no other way out. And how is it that we can, how can we help them when crisis lines are busy, when people don't understand, where people think that um, anxiety and depression is a choice when it's not? Mm-hmm. And I, I think you had mentioned earlier that uh, depression and crisis lines currently are they're, they're crashing because of the amount of people that are calling. Um, 
So I, I think it's it's good that people know that the resource is out there. Um, but, you know, like everything else, nobody had a plan for a, a pandemic like this. Nobody did. It's taken everybody off guard. I know at work we were like, we had all these plans, all these ideas. Not once did anyone ever really think about what happens if everything just basically shuts down. So let's talk about then, like you were saying, with the crisis lines shut down, let's talk about what you can do to recognize the signs of depression and maybe the beginnings of suicidal ideation in yourself, in others, so that we can navigate this time together and try to, I mean, again, be the one for each other in this time of crisis. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly true. I mean, we say it all the time. We only need one person to understand. Um, and really now is we have to step up for our own self-care. Um, and really be be the one for ourself yes. to reach out. You have to reach out and you have to talk and you have to tell someone if you're struggling. And I think I, I, I just want to reinforce that. Just talk about it. Open up. Everybody is scared. So don't feel like you have to be that one who doesn't have fear, who, who needs to be fearless. Everybody has fear. It is a natural part of our lives. Just get out there, open up and talk about it with that. A friend, again, a loved one, just somebody that you feel safe with. If you can, you know, get through to like a, a crisis helpline or if your employer has an employee assistance program, there's a lot of resources out there um, that you can find to, to find somebody to talk to. Right. And what's been really um, disconcerting as well is so many of these really great counseling centers are nonprofits. And there, I just talked to one trying to get some help for people out there that are home and they can't go anywhere. And what does it look like? And they were booked up through all of next week, but do not have any other emergency funding or funding to help other people. So, so again, it is, it's like stepping up for yourself. It's talking and, and listening. And, and if you are someone that is approached to someone by someone that is saying, you know, I'm not really doing that well. And I have fear. You need to be that one and listen because it can be you that can help change and save this person's life. Um, and I think another thing is, is we can't be afraid of someone if they are sharing this and telling us that they have suicidal thoughts and even a plan. I mean, we have to take it serious. So what do we do with that information, right? Because that's scary to someone that's, mm -hmm. how do I handle this? I don't know. Are they telling me the truth? Are they manipulating? Are they this? Are they that? But let me tell you something. If somebody is talking to you right now about deep fear, about not having a financial plan, not having enough money to get through tomorrow, suicidal thoughts are very, very easy to come to mind for these people. And we need to talk about that. Absolutely. We, we talk about why a lot of times, you know, suicidal thoughts and ideation come into the head. And that's because you don't see any kind of hope. And eventually you're, you know, due to the stress, due to the chemicals, due to everything going on, your brain says, this is the, the way out to stop the pain. And financial stress is definitely mental pain. So recognizing that in someone, as you said, is definitely, you know, step one, recognize and say, hey, do you have a plan? Is there something going on? Talk to me. Suicidal thoughts are fear-based. And I think it's really important that everybody out there knows that you do not have to have a diagnosed mental health 
illness to have suicidal thoughts. So again, if we look at the current definition of suicide as someone who intentionally kills themselves, um, which is old and stigmatized, we need to update that to include suicide as a side effect of pain, which makes us all potentially at risk because we all have pain and right now our fear is elevated and I say this not to create more fear I create this I say this so we can create a sense of normalcy and understanding in the conversation so that we can be vigilant and understanding to those that are struggling out there and so what can we do? We need to recognize those people that are struggling, you know, those people that have lost their jobs, those people that um, may have other, may have been anxiety ridden or depressed before all of this. They're only more at risk now. So something I think that we could, we could do is, is look for signs. You know, let's look for signs in our loved ones or people that have lost their jobs. And what are those signs? And those signs include withdrawal, right? I mean, there's a difference between social distancing and withdrawal. Let's know what that looks like. You know, are they getting up, making their bed and taking a shower? You know, it's easy not to these days, right? Mm -hmm. But it's important that we do because that normalizes us. Are they self-medicating, you know, with drugs and alcohol? Are they defiant, angry, as you mentioned before. So these are all things that we can start to look at. And I think with these things too, you know, a lot of times we can sit there and say, oh, well, you're just being lazy. You know, you're not getting out of bed. You're not showering. You're you're drinking more. And, and, and we can ascribe that to, well, there's nothing to do. So maybe they're bored. Maybe they're just out of sorts. But these are, as you said, signs of an issue. And, and going back earlier to how you were saying that you don't have to have um, diagnosed depression. It's absolutely true. Like chronic depression is completely different than like a situational, but a situational can lead to suicidal ideation just as quickly as a chronic situation can. So these are definitely signs. If you do see it, don't just assume that everything is going to be okay. Don't just assume that this person is going to quote unquote snap out of it. Just ask questions. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? What's going on in your life? Where are you at right now? And then, you know, listen, don't don't judge. Because I know for a lot of people, it's really difficult when somebody says, oh, well, I'm feeling down. Your immediate response is, well, look at everything you've got. You don't need to feel down. And we've discussed this before. It's it's It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter where you think that other person is at. It To them, only matters where they are at. So if somebody's like, yes, I'm feeling this way and I do need to talk about it. Stop and really listen, really ask more questions based on what they're saying. And I think that um, this is a good time to bring up a myth. You know, there's a myth that surrounds suicide that if you talk about it, it's going to put in their mind suicidal thoughts. Well, statistics and studies have shown that by talking about it, you're giving it and allowing them a safe place. You're giving them a sense of non-judgment. You're not judging them, and that actually reduces mm -hmm. the risk. So I find that to be very interesting. Well, so if you're if you're hearing this, you know, for the first time, like somebody says, "Oh, I am having, you know, suicidal ideation," and you sit there and think, "Well, if we talk about it, they'll think about it more." Trust me, they've already been thinking about it probably more than a handful of times. So talking about it is not going to give them any more ideas than they've already had. 
And asking the hard question, you mm-hmm. know, are you suicidal? Do you have a plan? Do you have a weapon? Those also, after one sets out, reduces the risk. I thought it was really interesting, too. There was a study on first aid responders. And, you know, first aid responders responders are often called to, to help on suicides. And studies shown that there was an 80% less chance of a second suicide attempt when the officer went back and checked in on them. That is amazing because there's all the, there's this re, instant relief of this person doesn't, an authority doesn't judge me. This person really cared about me. So if that study is shown from first aid responders, that has to be very similar to family members or friends or even strangers that we meet. Because like us, we were strangers when we met and we, we shared our story and we were instantly connected. Absolutely. So it's it's a great example of just being that one. It's amazing how much just sometimes we crave that little bit of interaction, just that, you know, even the softest touch, I guess you could say, can change somebody's life, can change their perspective, can change the direction that they are going. So if you do have a loved one or a friend that is suicidal um, and they are sharing this with you, if they are sharing their feelings and their thoughts, it's really important that you stay with them and help keep them safe let them know that you're there for them. As you said before, be there to listen. Sometimes you don't have to say anything, but just being that person that listens. Make sure that you have guns and weapons and ropes and knives and other things that can be used, put in a safe place where they cannot be easily found. And stay in touch. Just be that one to stay in touch and follow up. I think also don't try to fix the problem. You know, so many times I know that I used to be a fixer. So for me, it was somebody would would give me a problem and be like, well, here's how you fix that. Here's how you fix that. Uh, You know, unless you're a licensed therapist, well, even a licensed therapist would probably tell you don't just try to fix it, you know, on the first, the first go there, just open up and listen, just be still, be quiet, let them talk. And I think this is a good time to just remind everyone that if you are struggling, if you are in fear, if you are in pain, studies in history have shown that it goes away. Yes. And it's not, it doesn't last forever. And with everything going on right now, we're all feeling that same way. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how many, how much things you have. If you are you know, relying on income from the stock market. If you're on a fixed income, it it's affected every single one of us and just know that you're not alone and together we can get a plan and together we can talk about it and together we can help each other. So I think that one other thing that um, would be a good thing to touch on is just, you know, we talk about our are physical, right? I mean, we have so many people getting out, getting walks, keeping their distance, but it's important to to remember that your mental health and your physical health go hand in hand. Absolutely. So if you're treating yourself good in a physical way, that's going to help you mentally. So get up, get out, go for walks, talk to people, eat 
greens, drink a lot of water, all of these things aid into good mental and physical health. And this is also the perfect opportunity for your family. If you're at home and, you know, typically it's just go, 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 but you're self-quarantining, this is the perfect time to start sitting down for a dinner, you know, if you have time or just, I loved canned chili. So make up some canned chili, throw some cheese and sour cream on that, call it a meal because it is and it's delicious. And just spend time with with people, you know, but also get out for that walk on your own so you can clear your head. If you're just staying inside and you're just hanging out, whatever it is, reading a book, playing video games, watching Netflix, you're eventually going to go stir crazy because your body's not getting any kind of exercise. You're not burning any kind of energy, um, especially if you're just kind of consuming entertainment materials you're going to get to that that point where it's really just going to make you i don't know feel a little just like dull like you're not like your light's not as bright basically so that's why it's so important to get just that little bit of exercise those walks and stay healthy physically to help out your mental health you know i mean maybe this is just a reset for all of us right is to Absolutely. reprioritize yeah. um the things that you know I mean, my kids, I mean, with, with Maddie being home once again, I mean, it's awesome and it's great because we can spend time together. I don't know if she likes it as much because she's missing out on so much, you know, being a senior year, senior in college, but it allows us to, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? What are we going to make? Um, mm-hmm. Well, we want to eat healthy, but yet we buy potato chips, you know, but it's something that we can do together and it's kind of funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. let's regroup and let's look at our family dynamics and put our phones down and have conversations, write in a journal, write this time down, organize your thoughts. Um, and I understand we have a 10 day challenge going on that it's all about give yourself a step goal. Give yourself a positive affirmation several times a day when you're being stressed and um, post something positive on your Facebook stories or your social media stories because all of those things get us in a different mindset. Mm -hmm. It gets us away from that news. It gets us away from the crisis and it helps us focus on us. And I think that's what's really important right now. When it comes to all this coronavirus news and, and people being scared, maybe just check the news like once a day. Like once a day you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to log on. I'm going to read about this because I know that for a fact, like Facebook, a lot of social media has seen just this huge influx of people using it just way more hours because people are at home. Just remember that can be a rabbit hole that can lead you to, to dark places and you can get lost in there. And that can exacerbate any kind of depressive moments or whatever you're having. So, you know, if you find yourself on Facebook two, three, four hours a day, Put it down. I'm not saying don't go on Facebook, you know, but again, set a time limit. Just set a timer saying, hey, I'm going to go on here for 15 minutes. I'm going to check in on my friends. Be very intentional about it. Um, But then set it down because otherwise you're going to be scrolling through stories, going through your news feed and just fall down this hole. And eventually there's always somebody got, you know, that next political scandal or that next conspiracy theory and it can just be really overwhelming when you're trying to deal with your you know your life i think that what we should do is really leave the listeners with some hope absolutely you know and hope that we know that this will pass we know that we're all in this together and if we can stick together by each other support each other in whatever way that we need to support and and that is just like 
talking and sharing, please, everyone, if you are struggling, you need to find someone to talk to. There is somebody that will, will help you. And hopefully that you'll find our podcast being helpful, our I Understand website with um, different things that you can you can do, like download a therapy page to color, you know, distract your mind. Join us in our, you know, challenges that we're going to have coming up. So there's different things that we can do. Absolutely. And again, always check out for resources online. I mean, just a quick Google search um, is going to is going to net you a lot of, of fun stuff. If you are looking for something to do, check out the uh, Internet Archive. A lot of free uh, MS-DOS games. So if you want to play Oregon Trail, which I know is how I like keep myself going so often. Anyways, Oregon Trail is awesome. I might erase all that. Oh, you don't have to because my other daughter, Whitney, she's very much into Nancy Drew. Oh, there you go. You know, the Nancy Drew game. So, you know, she had to get out the old computer and... Load it up and it's, she's like, it's so helpful. It's keeping my mind, you know, distracted. All right. Well, that is today's episode. I know that it felt a little different. And I think, Vani, it's because we are experiencing this for the very first time and we're kind of just really putting our thoughts out there. But hey, we've never had this experience before. So how do you speak to something that you've never experienced? And I think this is really important for our listeners this is the first time you're going through it too. And how do you put words to it? And I think it's not important. As you can see today, it's not necessarily about the words themselves. It's just about getting them out there. Um, and I know I, for one, even speaking to you, Vani, right here, I definitely feel like that fear has been, in my, my mind, lessened a little bit, just knowing we're all going through this and, and we're here for each other. So I think this is really important. Get your story out there. Talk to someone. Even if the words don't make sense, just get it out there. I agree totally, Erin. And I think that it's just reiterating that important fact of be the one, right? I mean, step up, but all be the one for yourself. Self-care, take care of yourself. And if you do need help, if you are struggling, reach out. All right. Well, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. If you are struggling and need someone to talk to, remember that help is available 24-7 at one 800 273-TALK. And also, you can text GO to 741-741. They say everything happens for a reason. Life has its own seasons. In the wind, you can only feel the snow. Start to wonder if those flowers gonna grow. Soaking the snow, soaking the
days take your space On the sunny days say your grace And remember no matter what the weather I promise it'll all get better The rain's gonna run, the sun's gonna shine But in the ground will come up over time And yeah, it might be so But one day One day those flowers are gonna grow